Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Y'all ready to get into the Word tonight? Take your Bibles and turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 3. I want to uh, just make a couple of announcements before we get into the Word tonight. One being that uh, January we begin our church-wide fast. And uh, if you would like to sign up for that, you can do so on that calendar out in the foyer, or you can go to our website at onecausechurch.com and sign up online there as well. How is the Bible reading going for all of you who are involved in that? How many of you are still involved? I noticed Sunday when I had people raise their hand, there seemed quite a few less than the week before. <laughs> it is a challenge. It really is. It's been a good challenge, though. Me and Brandon Marshall have had lots of good conversations over this Bible reading. Just preached to each other on the phone. It's a lot of fun. Um, but I've really enjoyed it. My children have, uh, have come to enjoy it. I mean, they're just, they're, you know, they're younger. 14, 13, 14 and 13 girls. Pray for me and Heather, please. And then Dylan, who will be 10 in a few days. But... Uh, Dylan is the most, he, well, see, what we do is we have a, we have the reading up on our refrigerator this, where we're going in the scripture, and then, and then when you're done, you put your initial up there. Well, Dylan likes to get his done because he likes to put D up there first before everybody else, so he's kind of made a competition out of it, and I really like that. <laughs> so uh, we've been reading through the New Testament, and we're um, going to read through the entire New Testament in the month of December. And uh, if you would like to jump on board there, you can, you can start today. And I'm not saying that you have to read all, you know, all of it starting today. That would be quite a bit of reading. But just jump in right now on the 15th. And I, we're in the book of Acts right now. Great place to start. Um, also, Sunday, our One Cause Family Christmas program. We're going to have a great time. I'm so excited about this. Going to have lots of good talent going on, a lot of singing and some uh, acting going on. And we're going to have a wonderful time. And also communion together. And then that Wednesday on December the 22nd, and that, that One Cause Family Christmas will be both services. And then um, Wednesday is our cookies and carols, and we have a few that are going to showcase their talent. We have 10 slots open for that night to do something Christmassy, whether that's a dr drama or a song, and uh, you have about five minutes. And if you'd like to sign up for that, I'm not, I hadn't even looked at the sheet to see if we're full yet or not, but I know some have signed up for it, and that's also out in the foyer. And so if you'd like to present your talent before the church on that night, we'll have a lot of fun. It'll be about an hour service, and then we'll go next door to the house and have some cookies and coffee and cocoa and candy and all the other C words. Carrot cake. All right. Cupcakes, carrot cakes. Candy canes. All right. I'm done. How is everybody? Doing good? Have you found Proverbs? All right. Proverbs chapter 3. Now, I'm going to, I've been teaching out of the book, of, of, out of the New King James Version, as well as the Message Bible. So uh, we'll be referring to both of those, mainly the New King James Version, and we reference the Message Bible from time to time. I really love the way the message reads at times, and um, so uh, it's just fun to look into that version. And we're going to begin with verse 1. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. God has put a really nice carrot out in front of us here, hasn't he? Hmm? 
He says, forget not. In saying that, that means that we have the ability to forget. Hmm? You have to be vigilant about the word of God in your life, about his commands and how you treat them, how you value them, because they can slip away. Jesus taught us clearly in Mark chapter 4 that the thief, the enemy, he comes immediately to steal the word. Because if he can get that word out of you, he renders your life powerless for change, powerless to move forward, because our lives revolve around the word of God. You see it in the solar system. The sun moves, the, I mean, the earth rotates around the sun, and the planets all move in harmony, and that they're all moving, in, they're all in motion on a word, yeah. a word that God spoke from the very beginning. And so your life is no different. As a believer, as a child of God, your life moves forward on the word of God. Amen. Amen. Now, look at this. Look at the promise. He says, forget not and, and let your heart keep my commands. That word keep means to guard, to hold on to. Length of days and long life. Now, he is not being redundant here. God is making a promise to you that when you remember his commands and you keep them in your heart, you won't feel like your days are too short. You won't feel like that you're, you're just simply burning the candle at both ends and you're running out of day before you run out of the stuff you needed to do. Hmm? Am I in the right place tonight? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, they won't be too short. Your days will be satisfying. You'll have length of days. And then he makes a promise that your life will be long. It's God's will that you live long on the earth. Did you know that? There are a lot of people that don't know that. They don't believe that. They think that, well, it was his time to go. He was three years old. <laughs> it was not his time to go. <laughs> Why would God make promises for long life if, if he's going to do whatever, if he's going to kill everybody anyway? I mean, if he's got you set on a set time anyway, right? And when the clock's up, no. Your Living long has to do with you. The first, the first commandment with promise is children, obey your parents in the Lord, right? Honor your father and mother that your days may be long on the earth. Amen. That's God's will for us. God wants you to have a, a, a fruitful life, a, a long, satisfying life, just like it spoke of Abraham that he died at a good old age. Days will be satisfying and your life can be. Now, the truth is, you know, there's no point to living long if you don't have length of days, though. I mean, if your days are just running out from under you, that's a miserable way to live a long life, isn't it? You're just praying, somebody kill me. I want this over, right? But it says length of days, long life, and what? Peace. Peace. It says they will be added to you. Didn't Jesus say something along the same lines? In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added. These are bonuses to you. Amen? Verse 3. Let not mercy, now this word mercy is translated here, kindness and faithfulness. Everyone say kindness and faithfulness. 
Let not kindness and faithfulness and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. See, living a lifestyle of kindness and faithfulness and truth, it sets your life on a course for a secure, secure future. If you're going to err in your life, err with kindness. Err with faithfulness. Err on the side of grace and mercy. Can I get a better amen than I just got? In other words, choose your battles wisely. You're going to have to decide that is how you're going to be before you arrive at the opportunity to do so. Let me say that again. You're going to decide that you're going to be merciful, that you're going to be kind and faithful long before you arrive at the opportunity to do so. Because when you're, you are in the heat of the moment, many times we don't think rational when our emotions are high, when, 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 when we're angry, we're upset. You have to make a commitment. You have to make a, a resolve, set a resolve in your heart that I'm going to be faithful and I'm going to be kind and I'm going to live in truth. No matter what situation that brings me into, I will be this way. This is how I will respond. I will live my life out of that reality. Amen? You have to decide that, though. It's not automatic. It's not automatic. I told you this before. I'm going to continue to say it. Paul says, with my mind, I serve the things of the flesh, and with my mind, I serve the things of the Spirit. So it's by choice. See, before you live with the love of your life, well, in this day and age, this is kind of foreign now, but before you live with the love of your life, before you start your family together, before you buy that house and you make major life decisions together, you started all of that based on a commitment, didn't you? When you stood at an altar with your spouse and you made promises to one another. Yeah, made promises to one another. I promise to love you and to honor and to cherish you to keep myself only unto you as, so long as we both shall live. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Forsaking all others. And through whatever life brings us, I'll be here with you, baby. Right? Yeah. Till death do us part. Those are big commitments. It's a lifelong commitment. And based on that, see, you said it in your mind, you said it in your heart. That's how it's going to be. So then that whatever you face together in life, the adventures that you two take together, yeah. nothing, nothing can stop you from living in this commitment because it's already settled. You don't make decisions. Well, I, you know, we'll try this thing out and see if it works. Never well, it ain't going to work. No. It's just not going to do it. Hmm? Y'all don't get quiet on me. You're the, you're, the peop, you're the good crowd. You're the choir I'm preaching to. Amen. Amen. And you give that ring as a symbol of your unending love to one another. And you make your way through life together. Built on the foundation of your promise and your commitment to one another. See, you decide you're going to forgive long before you're afforded the option to or not to. You'll never sway or falter because you've decided a long time ago and you made a resolve in your heart that you don't make decisions like that determined by who does or does not, by what happens or what does not happen. Amen? Amen. But, but your determination is to be kind and faithful and truthful. Now, here's the promise. Here's the promise in that. Verse 4, and so find favor 
and high esteem in the sight of God and man. You want people to think well of you? Be merciful. Be truthful. Be kind. Be faithful. Hmm? See, when you don't question your commitment, neither will those around you. They'll say things like, you can trust that guy. He will always be there. He will always show up on the job. He will always smile. She always has something good to say. She's never negative. Doesn't matter what you do, she's always got something good to say. Hmm? Always kind. Always forgiving. You find favor and you find high esteem. They'll see you as someone who can be depended on. Consistent, strong, and committed. Now, I know Heather Joe loves me. I wish she was in here, but she's in the nursery tonight. But I, I know that she loves me. I do. I mean, she told me that, she tells me that she does. But I know it, and I don't ever have to question it. I don't. Uh, she not only made those promises to me 16 plus years ago, but she continually bears the fruit of her love to me. I see it in the way she takes care of our house. I see it in the way that she treats our children. I see it in the way that, she, I, that I go into my closet or into my drawer and I always have clean clothes. What a blessing that is. And, and our house is always kept nice. Now, she might disagree with that. <laughs> Her standard's a little higher than mine. She might disagree with that, but, you know, I told her when I got back from India this year, I said, You're, this house, it doesn't matter how dirty, it, it'll never, it'll always be clean as far as I'm concerned. I mean, always. But she is good about taking care of the kids and making sure that they've got the right clothes on and that, they, and that they are eating right. My children have the hardest time. <laughs> Mom, they always say, why do you make us eat healthy stuff? Why do we have to eat wheat noodles? Why can't we eat regular noodles? You know, she's always, she, she's always feeding them healthy food, and I appreciate that. And, uh, and uh, she said, our friends get to do this. Our friends get to do that. Well, hey, you're born in this house. You're going to have to deal with that. You're going to take that up with God. feeds them right. That's right and well I mean it's caused a little bit of trouble we, we have a we have some candy thieves from time to time you know go in their bedroom and there's wrappers on the floor what happened here I don't know I don't know I don't know who did that anybody else have the not me ghost in your house yeah. <laughs> but that blesses me that she cares so much you know what Heather is always honest and forthright I never have to worry if she's lying to me because she's never lied to me, well, as far as I know anyway. But she hasn't. I mean, she really hasn't. I, I, I never wonder about that kind of thing. No matter uh, what she's doing that day, uh, she's always going to leave the house made up and dressed up. Always. And I see her get tired at times, but I always see her bounce right back and keep on moving. I'm astounded. I really am. I, I watch her life. I'm astounded at her level of commitment to me and to my children and to this church. She absolutely loves this church. I never imagined on the day that we were married what kind of gift I would be unwrapping. It's been extraordinary. She gets more beautiful every year that we're together. She really is my pillar. She's my prize. She's my friend. She's my lover. 
She's my wife. But I do. I hold her in high esteem today The more because I know that Heather Holler is going to be consistent no matter what. She's going to be who she is, and she's going to tell you like it is. She's going to be honest and genuine and, and forthright. And now I don't always appreciate that, but I do appreciate it. Come on. But here's the thing. This says, so shall you find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Even more so, you, you live in the reality of God's favor and God highly esteeming you. I don't know about you, but I want to be highly esteemed by God. Huh? I want him to look into my life and say, there's a guy that I can trust. There's a guy that I know when I say something, he's going to get it done. When he looks out across the earth, he looks, his eyes are roaming to and fro looking for faith. I want my soul, my spirit, my life to light up. Huh? Yeah. I'm right here. I believe you, God. Can I get a witness here tonight? Huh? Yeah. Amen. It says, so shall you find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Now, you already have God's favor based on the Lord Jesus Christ through what he did for you. But you don't always live in the reality of that favor. I mean, it's yours, but you have to receive that favor into your life. Amen? You have to know that it's yours. It, it has to be real to you. Look at verse 5. Everybody knows this scripture. Trust in the Lord. Come on, finish the sentence. With all your heart. Now, once again, here's Jesus. We hear him say something very similar. Now, this is all him talking because he is the word. But Mark chapter 11, verse 22 it says this, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. That's what that says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Have faith in God. For whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. That means his whole heart's in it, right? Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that whatever he says shall come to pass. He will have whatever he says. What a blessing that is. And i got to say verse 24 too. Therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Have faith in God. Know that God can be trusted. He always has good in mind for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is always there with you. He's always on your side. He's that friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amen. He's a very present help in time of need. You can always approach God. You can always come boldly before the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He'll never change that. That's why he can be believed through eternity because that's who he is. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so glad about that. And lean not on your own understanding. There, that can be a little bit of trouble right there, huh? Lean not on your own understanding. There's a man that was having some physical problems, and he went to see a doctor about it. And the doctor told him, he said, this is what you need to do. Every morning you need to um, uh, drink uh, warm water with Epsom salt one hour before breakfast. And uh, at the end of the week, he returned. The doctor asked him if he was feeling any better, and the man said that he actually felt worse. Well, did you drink the salt water an hour before breakfast each day, the doctor asked. And, no, replied the man somberly. I could only do about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong understanding. 
Hmm? And you, you lean on your own understanding, you're going to find yourself feeling worse. There's a way that seems right to a man, but what? The end is destruction. Yeah. We have to have God. We were born, we were made to depend on God Almighty. Amen. It might look good for you for a while, but, but just right down the road, trouble's coming. If you think that you can do this outside of your dependence upon him and his understanding for your life. You know, we, we see this all the, ta- all the time in, in, uh, in, in marriages. Um, I want to read a few of these to you. These are simply called Why We'll Never Understand Each Other, little comic strips. I don't know if you've ever seen these, but they're really quite awesome. The first one says, What He Heard. She says, Let's go drain the life force from your body. What she said, Let's go shopping. What he heard. Did you justify your existence today? What she said. Did you ask for a raise? What he heard. This is a test. One wrong answer may be your last. What she said. Tell me all the reasons why you love me. My brother, when he was about 10 years old, him and I had been out playing, and Dad had given us specific instructions. Now, Dad, um, when it came to the clock and being home at a certain time, one second after was absolutely unacceptable. He said, if, you come, if I tell you to come up at 5 o'clock and you come up at 5 o'clock in one second, you're late. That's just as bad as being here at 5.30. It's late. Late is late. And, uh, and so one day, one day he told us, he said, boys, I want you to be home at quarter after. So we had been off playing with some friends. He was off playing with one friend's yard, and I was playing another friend's yard. Well, I got home at 5.15. My brother came home. Can you guess what time? 5.25. The only thing he had known about a quarter was a 25-cent piece. He thought he was doing well there. But he had limited knowledge, didn't he? So he came in, and of course, Dad began to question him, interrogating him with the bright light and everything, you know. (laughs) Where have you been the last 10 minutes? You're late. And Brandon just flabbergasted. I'm not late. Dad, he said, it's 525. He said, Dad, you said be home at a quarter after. Isn't 25 a quarter after? Well, fortunately, Dad was gracious to him and taught him a lesson. He was not to lean on his own understanding from that day forward, but he had a new revelation. The Bible teaches in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Everything that you have for life, God has given you everything that pertains to life. You have nothing missing as far as that resource. Praise God has given you it all through the knowledge of Jesus. That means the more you get to know Jesus, the more you understand how to live your life. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amen. 
See, you have this vast resource of wisdom and knowledge and understanding living with you at all times, and it's not your spouse. I don't care how many times she thinks she's right. (laughs) I say she because I'm a male. When I say stuff like, you're right, honey, she said, when are you going to get tired of saying that? You have this vast resource, this unending supply. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30 says, Christ now has become wisdom unto us. Always there. You have the Spirit of God who guides you into all truth. You have the anointing that teaches you all things. What an advantage, huh? Look at verse 6. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Take time to pray. Seek God. Take time to pray. When you get up in the morning, just start talking to him. Amen. I have to make myself just open my mouth and just start talking. Tired, get in the, get in the car or get in the, get, get, in the, get in the shower or whatever and just start talking to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So you don't really have, you don't have to wait till you're in a good feeling before you can connect to God. You don't have to wait before you're in church, before you feel like, okay, now I feel like I'm in a good position to talk to him. No, as soon as you get up, just start talking to him. Your old body is going to be going, I don't want to do this, but just talk to him. And he meets you right there. Hallelujah. Because he's always there with you. He's always there with you. Communing, waiting to commune with you. Amen. So take time. In all your ways, acknowledge him. That's why I think that the first part of the day is the best, best way to do it. Because you got a lot of things on your plate that day. You got things to do. You got a job to do. You got errands to run. You got kids to take to soccer practice. You got a lot of things to do. So give it to Him first thing. Acknowledge Him and say, Father, I've got a lot of things to do today, but I want to take this moment first to acknowledge you. And I thank you that I have your wisdom in my life for every situation that I encounter today. There are things that are unknown to me that I'll face today. But, Father, I thank you that you give me wisdom. You give me knowledge. You give me understanding. And, Lord, I choose to lean on you today. Hallelujah. I choose to to tap into that resource of supply of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Amen? All your ways. And he shall direct your paths. Take time. Whoever asks, Jesus said, whoever asks, receives. What a wonderful promise. Whoever seeks, finds. Whoever knocks, the door will be open to him. Amen. And pray in the Spirit. Paul said, what is the conclusion then? I will pray in the Spirit and I will pray with the understanding. I will sing in the Spirit and I will sing with the understanding. Romans chapter 8, it says, uh, for uh, verse 24 or 5, 4 I think, it says, but if we hope for what we... that." which we do not see, then do we with patience wait for it or with eagerness wait for it. And then verse 26 says, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. See, that's why you have to have, to have the Spirit of God at work in your life. You have to have him interceding for you because you don't always know exactly what to say. I mean, we can, we can pray good prayers, but you might not know exactly what to say at that moment. The Spirit of God always knows because he is God and he knows the will of God. It says that he always prays according to the will of God for you. And then verse 28 says, and we know all things work together for good to those who love God, who are the call according to his purpose. Why? Because the Holy Spirit of God is praying the will of God for you, and the will of God for your life is good. 
Boy, that's simple and that's profound, isn't it? Amen. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Once again, what's he saying here? He said, depend on God. Your life, it, you're accountable to him. That fear of that fear of the Lord, that, that doesn't mean you have, to, you have to be afraid as in like, you know, uh, uh, of doom and destruction. Fear the Lord as in, like I talked to you, what this meant earlier a couple of weeks ago, is that you have this understanding that your life is accountable to him. Yeah. And that you live your life with this reverential awe that God is in your life. Yeah. Amen. He's in your life. And that your life is a gift from him. Verse 8. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. I like the way the message reads. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. How many of you need some bones vibrating with life tonight? Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's good. Your body will glow with health. And your very bones will vibrate with life. Right. I'm going to stop right here because there is a really wonderful verse that we're about to get into in verse 9. But I want to spend some time on that. And for the sake of time, we're going to stop right there. Is that okay? Yes. Everybody's like, yeah, absolutely, that's all right. Never had anybody argue with Closing early. <laughs> I <used> to <laughs> I've told you guys this before, I think, but I used to have this pastor. He gets so, boy, he loved his preaching. And not, it wasn't Pastor John. And he does love his preaching, but he doesn't love it so much that he gets out of, you know, touch with reality while he's up there preaching. Y'all have all been in that service. You know, there are other humans in the building. Uh, anyway, he, he, he got to preaching one day, and I mean about 45 minutes, 50 minutes into his message. Boy, he was so excited, and he, 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 he introduced his message, and then he let us know, that was just the introduction, like we're all supposed to go, woohoo, you know. I'm like, that's not, if you want them on your side, I wouldn't be saying that, Pastor. Amen. <laughs> They're going, oh, God, that's just the introduction. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads for a moment. I want us all um, to pray tonight. This family next door to us, um, I, I don't know what the, what the outcome is right now, but last night we were having, you can look up at me for a moment, we were having a rehearsal. The youth were practicing in here, and a woman came from next door, and she asked them to please stop because they could hear the bass outside. And she said, my mother is dying next door. And, uh, and so um, I wasn't here at the time. And where's Dylan? Dylan Freeman. That, that kid, one of our teenagers, was so kind to the lady. He said, ma'am, we'll take care of it. And so he came in there and told Pastor Jeremy and all of them what was going on. So Pastor Jeremy went out to find her and she was gone. And uh, so he called me and I said, I'll be right there. And I assumed it was a neighbor over here. Apparently if they heard the, the music... And uh, so I pulled up over here, and there were some folks sitting outside the house. I figured that was, that was the home. And, um, and a woman came and approached me on the front porch, and her name is Patricia, Trish. And um, I just said, hi, I'm 
Pastor Eric Holler over at One Cause Church and just wanted to uh, see if there's anything I could do for you. And she just began to cry. And she said, my mother's in here and she's dying. And uh, we think that she's going to go home tonight. She's 91 years old. And, uh, and, and I, said, I said, I'm so sorry. And she said, would you come in and pray? I said, I'll be happy to. So she led me into her house, and there her mother was laying there on, on the bed, and the siblings were gathered around and just began to pray. And she's a believer. Her husband passed away, Mr. Baxter, two months ago. And uh, she just didn't see any reason to live. She, kept, she said she kept saying, I just want to see Pop. just want to see Pop. Married 72 years. Precious, precious people. And so we... We prayed, and then we quoted Psalm 23 together in there. And then I just spent some time talking to, to Miss Trish. And um, she, uh, but, but Miss Baxter lived through the night. And I came back by to check this morning, and uh, she was still hanging on. And so I just, wanna, I just want us to lift this family up. Now, she could have passed between now and, and earlier this morning. I'm not real sure. But I, I just felt like the Lord gave me opportunity and, and ultimately all of us as a church to reach out to this, this family over here and to be a blessing to them and uh, at least to pray for them. Can we do that? Yeah. And uh, so I just want us to just lift up the Baxter family and some, some siblings have come in from out of town and there's grandkids all around. So Father, we, we just lift them up in the name of Jesus. And Lord, even as, even as uh, Mama Baxter is, is ready to go home, and Father, we just pray for a, a peaceful passage home in Jesus' name that she'll close her eyes here on earth and open them up in heaven. Hallelujah. And we thank you in the name of Jesus for your peace and your comfort for this family right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, that, that, that your peace that passes all understanding will guard their hearts and minds as they, as they say goodbye to Mama and to grandma, and to great-grandma, Father God, and that, Lord, in the days ahead, they would sense a great, great effect of your love and grace in their lives. In the name of the Lord, I thank you, Lord, for blessing them in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, Lord, also at the same time, we celebrate one more going home, 91 years on the earth, a long life, God, hallelujah, and we celebrate, Lord, that she is going to see you, that really life is just beginning for her, hallelujah. Thank you, we don't weep like those who have no hope, hallelujah, because we know, Lord, that when Jesus comes, he's going to bring those who are dead and are alive in him with him, hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. And Father, I thank you now for your blessing upon your people as they go out of here tonight. I thank you that they're blessed, God, in every, everywhere they go and in everything they do, God, their hand shall prosper. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father God, that you guide their steps. Everywhere their feet go, they possess. I thank you that you've made your people the head and not the tail above, not beneath first, not last. Victors, no longer victims. Father, thank you that you caused the mountains and the hills to break forth with singing and the trees of the field to clap their hands as we go forth with joy, building a better life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.